0: Live from the SoCap Comedy Theatre in beautiful downtown Toronto, it's the Scotch Eggs Comedy Game Showdown! Please welcome your host, Dan Donnelly! Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to Comedy Game Showdown. I will be your host, Dan Donnelly. Uh, we do. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, comedians in the back. I appreciate it. Uh, so we do a panel show here every month on a different pop culture theme. This uh, this month's theme, it feels like years lately, is movie magic. Uh, so we're going to be talking a lot about movies. And uh, because it has been Pride yesterday, I thought I would do something uh, a little different and uh, give you guys this special comedy game showdown analysis of the plot of every gay teen movie that ever existed. (laughs) First of all, we start off with a young, nervous, anxious, somewhat, uh, maybe high-maintenance bottom that is clearly not not a stand-in from the writer and director who are often the same person. This person is often very artistic, involved in music or painting, uh, and uh, often they have a a rowdy and chubby female best friend if there's time for it in the script. (laughs) However, they always fall for the classical ideal of male jock beauty, some uh, important athlete at their high school uh, who (laughs) inevitably looks like he's about 28. (laughs) And through some kind of circumstance, they end up spending time together and then They gradually grow closer as they share in the uh, anxious, nervous, high-maintenance bottoms, artistic pursuits. And then occasionally in uh, the jock-tops, more uh, physical pursuits. And this inevitably turns into intimacy. And then occasionally somebody fucks a fruit. And then... Something bad happens because the uh, jock top is always closeted and so either his parents or his team don't know that he's developing feelings for this other boy and so something bad happens and somebody gets beaten up but the good thing about that is we know what happens after somebody gets beaten up that's tender loving care and we know where that goes. And then, depending on uh, what year it is in the movie and when it was made, three different things can happen. If it was made in the last 15 years, they live happily ever after. If it takes place in the 80s, they break up and it's very sad, and any time before that, somebody dies. And that has been your guide to the plot of every gay teen movie ever. Happy Pride, everyone. All right, we're ready to get the show started, but first, a word from our sponsor, Movie Theatres. Did you miss the experience of watching a movie you can't pause in a chilly room full of strangers on their phones? The over-loud soundtrack somehow still overwhelmed by the sound of snacking, talking, and suspiciously repetitive wet sounds from the teens in the row behind you? Then come on back to the movie theater, where the chairs are comfy, the floor is sticky, and a small popcorn will somehow still cost $12. Movie theaters, now serving booze, because you have to get through that screening of light here with your nephew somehow. (laughs) Movie theaters. All right, guys, are you ready to get the show started? All right, I'm going to bring up your comedians. First team, the Time Bandits, please welcome (laughs) a gaping hole of nothing who didn't show up today. Hooray. Please welcome Gordon Hecht. (laughs) And please welcome Charlotte Davey. Up against the Time Bandits is the Breakfast Club. Please welcome Chris Smith, Jesse Olson, and Evan Klim. All right, guys, we're just going to take a second to get everybody set up here. All right, we're going to get started with a pop Mom's quiz. <laughs> The first question, the category is silent study area. According to a study by the Library of Congress, about 75% of films made between 1912 and 1929 have what in common?
1: They're not as good
0: as the book. (laughs) That's true. 50 points. Yes. Evan. They don't pass
2: the Bechtel test.
0: That is true of all silent films. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Charlotte. Charlotte. They're part of the MCU. Uh, You're thinking of all of the films made between 2012 and 2029. You're right. (laughs) Chris? They were all on Hitler's vision board? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he might have been the artistic painter in the introduction. I don't know. (laughs) I think maybe that's where things went off the rails. All right, everybody. Uh, So the actual answer is, uh, unfortunately, that they are lost. Lost forever. Yeah, that is... uh, Way to begin the show with a downer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. T- somebody finds them, right? Yeah. <laughs> you
3: just quizzed us on movies that nobody alive has seen.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's-
4: wait, wait a second. <laughs> Freak what? Out! What? Freak out! Oh! Stop the steal!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: The shut the fuck up horn No longer works properly Because I've had to use it so much Alright, moving on to the next question The category is heavier than it looks For the first two decades of the Academy Awards Winners were announced three months prior to the ceremony In 1940 they switched to a new system That involved what? Evan Carrier pigeons (laughs) How uh Can they they lift an Oscar? (laughs) It takes a
2: few of them to do it,
0: but yeah, they could do it. What is the speed of an unladen carrier pigeon compared to one carrying an Oscar? If you tied two together with a string. Yeah, there we go. Are we talking
2: like African (laughs) or European, though, right? Thank you. Is that your (laughs) chicken? No, it's Monty Python. All right. It's only seen musicals, so.
4: (laughs) So you can scoop the horn. Um... So regardless of who the actual winner was, they would just give the award to La La Land? That is correct. At least once, that is correct.
0: Thank you. Chris. Uh, Giving the award
5: to a black person?
0: Yes, uh, that is true. In 1940, the first black person won an Academy Award. Coincidental (laughs) that they weren't pre-announced or not? Ah, that was Hattie McDaniel winning for Gone with the Wind. Uh, And uh, yeah, it was a struggle to get her to be able to sit in the same room as everyone else. That movie's aged perfectly, by the way. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Spotless Oscar record on that movie. All right. uh, So the real answer is they switch to the modern system where the winner is announced uh, at the ceremony from a sealed envelope that is guarded by uh, accountants for some reason. You don't think of them as being tough normally, but... Is Pricewater it like delivered Cooper. by like my Amazon guy, though? Or, <laughs> no? All right, moving on to the next question. The category is Terms of Art. In film terminology, what is something that lacks any intrinsic importance and exists purely to advance a movie's plot? Chris. An actor. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Have you ever tried to talk to one? Insufferable. Yeah. Every single one of us. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Jesse.
6: Full frontal nudity.
0: Yeah. It's not only the plot that it moves. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Dead parents. (laughs) Yeah. can
4: Ashley. Those poor girls. uh, (laughs) They never had a living mother. (laughs)
0: uh, That is true. I would have also accepted a dead girlfriend, but I don't have any room in my refrigerator, so. (laughs) All right. Uh, So uh, the correct answer is uh, a MacGuffin, the term coined by Alfred Hitchcock.
2: So
0: that's different from a McMuffin, though, right? That is different from a McMuffin. But a McMuffin can be a MacGuffin Uh. if it drives the plot forward or just makes you enjoy your morning. Yes. Okay. Good, Good way to start the morning. Good way to start the morning. All right. Moving on to the next question. The category is gizmo maintenance. In the Christmas classic, Gremlins, what are the three rules for keeping a pet mogwai? Yes, Charlotte. Work hard, listen to your teachers, and have fun. Oh, no, sorry. Those are the rules for being a nerd in high school.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense.
0: (laughs) Gordon.
3: Bop it, twist it, pull it, pass it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think you're thinking of... uh, I'm thinking of a bop it. You're thinking of a bop it, twist correct? It. That was and a twisted. I was pull thinking it. of. <laughs> first of all, those are four things. That's the problem <laughs> with that. And uh, second of all, they're actually adequate for uh, bringing butt plugs to a party. So, oh. yeah.
6: those are actually also all my safe words. <laughs> <laughs> there should that be a fifth confusing. step:
3: wash it. If we're <laughs> yeah. hey. bop the it, twisted it, pull it wash, wash it, it. it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Pass> it. <laughs>
6: Uh, Jesse. I know this one. I learned this. It's stop, drop, and roll. Uh, no, that is
0: uh, what you do when you're on fire or when you get the burning sensation from not washing it before you pass it. That's why we need the fifth thing. That's why you need the fifth thing. Or
2: bopping it, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shout out to all my boppers. Yes. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Karen. Thank uh... <laughs> All right, uh, the actual answer is, of course, uh, to not feed them after midnight, to not get them wet, and... Don't, don't look at them in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually Don't forgot. fall
4: in love with them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've actually forgotten and I don't have it written down. (laughs) I I
2: think it's don't give it a name, maybe.
0: No, No, I don't. Don't talk talk about crumb. Do none of us know? (laughs) Have we mentioned about feeding it after midnight? Don't do that. Yeah, don't feed it after midnight. That was the first one.
6: Uh, Don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's sunlight.
0: (laughs) It is sunlight. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Sunlight kills them.
6: Should I still be on this uh, game show if I've never seen Gremlins?
0: It's <laughs> okay. You don't have to have seen any Me of these either. movies. You've
2: seen Gremlins 2, though, right? No. Yeah.
0: Oh, All right. No. Moving on to the next question. The category is Corporal Punishment. In <laughs> Matilda, what is the Chokey? Yes, Jesse.
6: Uh, that would be the reason I'm into BDSM now.
0: <laughs> 69 points. Addendum
6: yes. to that, very hot.
0: Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: I want to change ahead. teams. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: no. No, no, no. Uh, uh,
3: the Chokey is the, uh, the reason that Keith Carradine died. Yeah,
0: that is true.
2: It's like the uh, Hokey Pokey, but only for choking.
0: Yeah, that's true. It does have its own song. You put the dick right in, you take the dick right out. You put the dick out. No, you grasp the throat real hard, then you squeeze it all about. You do the hokey-chokey, and you turn yourself into the police when it all goes wrong. See you in 5 to 10 when you get out. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, The correct answer is uh, that it is a... uh, a small closet filled with nails and other sharp objects used by Principal Trenchbull as a punishment for the children.
6: They actually have one of those at Oasis Aqua Lounge. The sex club's lovely.
0: Yeah, that's where they shot Matilda. I don't know if you knew that. They make a lot of movies here. All right, moving on to the next question. The category is, well, hello, darkness. What completes this iconic line from The Graduate? Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to... Cuck me. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the wrong character. Nope, that's definitely what it is. <laughs> definitely what it is. Uh, Chris, get me to save money by switching to Geico. <laughs> you know, you could save a lot of money on car insurance by switching to Geico. It's, it's really that simple. Actually. Yeah. yeah so this. Is
5: it's yeah. crazy that she's even telling
0: me this. This podcast is sponsored by Geico. <laughs> Charlotte.
4: Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to steal the Declaration
6: of Independence. <laughs> and
0: She would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you nosy kids. <laughs> yes, Jesse.
6: This isn't an answer, but did anyone, uh, did anyone else find it kind of hot when Gordon said, cuck me? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: Also yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you spoke with the authority of experience with that one, I think. Bring <laughs> in very quickly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, the answer, of course, is Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. Ooh. To seduce me.
1: Hot.
0: Yeah. All right. The next question the category is No relation to Joey in Dune. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet's character, Paul Atreides, is theorized to be what? Really fucking
4: boring? <laughs> I'm sorry, that movie was work to watch. <laughs>
3: I felt like it was a really good movie that I didn't like at all.
0: <laughs> I have the, notes. <laughs> that's the best kind of movie, right? Because you can, you can you can appreciate it without enjoying it which is the aim of all high art, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah it's like being turned on by not turned on by like a naked Greek statue. Yeah. It's like, I see yeah. there's a naked person there that's very fit.
0: Excellent. That's what that movie's like. That is what that, is what that movie is Cuck like. Cuck me.
3: <laughs> oh I got a real one (laughs) yeah Uh, he's theorized to be a Slytherin because of his pointy face oh that could be
4: is that why he talked like that is he a parcel (laughs) talk (laughs) yes
0: probably Jesse
6: uncircumcised
0: I certainly hope so, because it would be—it would be a shame for any of that to go to waste, wouldn't it? Also,
3: with like the water shortage, washing it all would be actually a concern again. So.
0: Oh, that's a little Jew humor for you. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, correct answer is uh, the quizatz. And that's it for this pop quiz. So we're going to move on to meet our contestants. Are you guys interested to meet all of these people uh, in front of you here? I guess not. Let's, uh, that's okay. You don't Dubai. have to be. We're going to start with uh, the Time Bandits, uh, starting with a gaping hole in the wall that didn't show up today. Hello, gaping hole in the wall. How are you? I'm going to cut this part out of the out of the podcast. But, I hope. Yeah. All right. Uh, so... Uh, Please welcome, uh, first of all, Gordon Hecht. Gordon is the only film bro not to like Christopher Nolan Batman movies. He finally got married last year after a painful breakup with Star Wars. Gordon, pitch me a Jurassic Park sequel.
3: Two words no dinosaurs. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's just
3: <laughs> absolutely no dinosaurs. It's just a bunch of insurance people realizing they've made a horrible mistake oh, for no. the ninth time.
0: <laughs> for the ninth time, these are the same guys who like did
3: yeah, they 2008. Keep, they keep renewing <laughs> the insurance. And by this time, they this time the fences are like really electric. I promise, guys. Like I don't know how electric. They were really electric last time. They're flying monsters. Oh. All
0: right. Thank you, you, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it for me. All right. Uh, please give Gordon a hand. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Charlotte Davie has an illustrious film history that spans decades, watching such classics as Titanic, Back to the Future, and Spaceballs. She also asserts that Drive is when Harry met Sally for boys.
1: <laughs>
0: Charlotte, what is Zac Efron's best film performance, and why is it Hairspray?
4: Thank you for asking. Um, I think everyone in this room, we should first of all just address that Hairspray is one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, you know, it's got a star-studded cast, Michelle Pfeiffer, John Travolta, Christopher Walken, Jerry Stiller, Queen Latifah, Amanda Bynes, and Mr. Zac Efron giving what is the greatest performance of his entire career. Um, <laughs> It's a perfect showcase for him. It shows off his singing, his comedic chops, and the fact that he is a teen heartthrob. <laughs> who, who was doing teen heartthrob better than Zac Efron in 2007? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. True. You can't cast anyone else in that role. That's true. <laughs> So, sorry, Neighbors too, but, but Hairspray is the highlight of Zach Efron's career, and the fact that he doesn't have an Oscar for that role just shows how broken America's institutions are.
0: All right. Thank you, Thank Charlotte. You. Please give Charlotte a hand, everyone. I want to switch teams. <laughs> All right. Well, up against the Time Bandits, we have their Mortal Enemies, The Breakfast Club. Uh, first up, Chris Smith is known to mercilessly mock anyone who loves Harry Potter, even though he used to pretend to be Gollum from Lord of the Rings to, quote, impress the girls in his class.
4: Thank
5: you.
0: I'm wet. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, me. I have a question about that, but I have a different question first. Chris... If there were a Royal Rumble matchup between the characters of Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, who would take home the belt?
5: Dan, that's a great question. And before I answer that, I do want to preface, there will be no magic used in this Royal Rumble matchup. It'll be purely (laughs) uh, the fists of kids versus hobbits. And uh, I just want to clarify very quickly, uh, when magic is removed, uh, the Lord of the Rings cast is winning 10 times out of 10. Uh, There might be kids with hopes and dreams and working together might work out well for them. But hobbits really in the main universe are just a bunch of short kings and you know those people are angry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I gotta tell you, with people with feet of that stature, a leg kick to those knees, those kids are going down in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) I've thought about this quite a bit, unfortunately. That's true. To impress the girls.
0: Yeah, to impress the girls. I'm
4: sliding out of my chair.
0: (laughs) You gotta wonder, like, uh, with hobbits with feet of that size, like, do they need to wear extra protective equipment for the fight because... Otherwise, they would have quite a significant weak area.
5: I mean, I feel like it's the Harry Potter kids that should be wearing protective equipment. Like, they should be wearing knee pads, leg braces. Like, I feel like it's just complete cartilage in those feet. Like, they feel nothing down there.
0: I read a lot of stories where Harry and Draco were wearing knee pads. Is that not actually... The <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, <laughs> give Chris a hand, everyone. Thank you. Okay, okay. Uh, Moving on, Jesse Olsen prefers romantic comedies to action films, but once watched seven Fast and Furious movies in a row in an attempt to acquire a boyfriend. There's a running theme for The Breakfast Club here. (laughs) She was unsuccessful and now can only come while thinking about Vin Diesel's commitment to family. (laughs) Jesse, do you think going to the movies is a good first date idea?
6: Definitely. As someone who, unfortunately, is attracted to and dates cishet men, uh, if we go to a movie on a first date, then they can't talk for two hours. Mm. (laughs) And they're just significantly less likely to cock-block themselves before I can get laid.
0: (laughs) I wish I could say I went on a lot of movie dates where the person didn't still talk for two hours, <laughs> but that is not true, unfortunately. All right. Thank you, Jesse. And last but not least, Evan Klim took Film 101 in university and hopes having sure. taken that class will one day pay off.
1: <laughs> do
0: it. Evan, yes. do, do you watch cinema, movies, or films? Or do you just say the book was better? Okay, so as someone who's
2: dyslexic, I'm always up for a challenge when it comes to finishing a book ever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say the book is better, but I also do like watching a movie because, you know, it's like reading a book really fast. Yeah. So.
0: They did invent something called speed reading, which yes. uh, which is a lot like watching a movie except boring.
2: I'm actually pretty good at speed reading, too. Like, you know, some people like to run on like treadmills. no. I run on sentences.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you, Evan.
3: Also, because this is an audio medium, I do want to note that Evan tried to ring in before answering the question about himself,
1: and that is hilarious. (laughs) I wanted him to do it. (laughs) All right,
0: thank you. Please give a hand to the Breakfast Club. Yay. Yay. All right. We're going to move on to the next section of our game called What the Hell Is This? In What the Hell Is This, we show our panelists a series of weird and wonderful images and ask them the eternal question What the hell is this? All right, panelists, are you ready for your first image? All right, what the hell is this? Jesse.
6: Me after a foursome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gordon.
3: The ghost of Robin Williams.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was actually a fivesome, it's just that part of it was invisible. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Chris. The next
5: Cool Whip mascot.
0: Is that considered Cream Face?
2: Like, can yeah. you still do that?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Evan. Uh, I think that's the Wolfman trying to shave. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gordon. The uh, straight to TV B movie of White. Of B-movie version of White Chicks. Could we get that? Should should we get that clean
0: or was that perfect? Do it again. Why not? Nothing matters anymore. Gordon. (laughs) I fucked it up
1: again. (laughs) Okay, one more time. I'm going to get it. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, the B-movie straight-to-DVD version of Two White Chicks.
1: Great answer.
0: Great answer. Yeah, they didn't have much of a makeup budget for that one. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, unless there's anybody else. Uh, this is a still, of course, from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, 1993, starring Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire. She has just, <laughs> she has just put her face in a cake. Because, and she's gorgeous. Yeah, and she's gorgeous. Now her mask has fallen out the window, and someone has come over, and so now they would see that it was actually Robin Williams' character. And uh, none of this is interesting. Uh, we're going to move on to the next. We're going to move on to the next image. It's the only movie
3: where you would see someone dressed in, in like change genders, and you wouldn't say leave your. You wouldn't say leave your truth. Should I get that clean? <laughs> Cut this. This is joke. He, he mailed worry. it in. That's how I'm sure I'm going to get a cut.
0: Don't worry. Don't worry. Alright. Uh, we're going to move on to the next image. Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this?
1: <laughs> what the
6: <laughs> fuck? Jessie? Uh, my first foursome.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh,
5: a happy ending to the movie The Wicker Man.
0: <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> That is actually what this is. <laughs> I mean, it's a happy ending for some of them, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, like, a happy ending for the people at Camp Wickerman.
3: I, like. I, I just want to mention why is the luck dragon turning into a real boy on the far right?
0: <laughs> oh, I, I, that hadn't occurred to me that it would be a, that it looks like a dragon, but it is a, it is a dog.
3: The luck dragon's kind of dog doggish.
0: Yeah, it is kind of doggish. A
4: really bad manicure on that person on the right?
3: Yeah,
0: that's true.
5: <laughs> Chris, doing an acid trip with the worst people in the world.
0: <laughs> Burning Man. Yes. <laughs> 100%. All right. Anyone else? Gordon.
3: An inbred version of the Wiggles. <laughs>
0: We had that on the uh, on the television show, actually, on the television oh. episode. All right. Uh, so this is actually from *The Wicker Man* (1973). This is toward the end of the movie when they're uh, about to sacrifice the policeman who's come to investigate uh, in the giant burning wicker man. This is part of their uh, uh, midsummer festival fertility rite. Mm. Yes, it's a great movie if you haven't seen it. I highly recommend it. Do not watch the remake. Watch the original version. <laughs> yeah. the bees. You do not. Yeah, you don't need to see the bees. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next image. Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this?
4: Call me by your name.
0: <laughs> She's getting ready for it anyway. You got to you gotta soften it up a little bit first, right?
2: That's my uh, grandma when she would see me at Christmas time.
0: <laughs> oh. Wait, is that meant to be your face? or your? Yeah, yeah, that's
2: supposed to be. Oh, okay. No, it's
3: not surrounding
2: your asshole.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, that's good. It, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs>
6: pelvic floor health is important okay.
0: <laughs> that's true it is <laughs> Should I go? Should I yeah go, go for it Jesse
6: <laughs> pretty sure this is from the movie Flubber
0: <laughs> okay so this is uh, from uh, the movie Tampopo from 1985 by oh. Juzo Itami it has a lot of iconic scenes oh. uh, including one where a man and woman pass an egg yolk back and forth between their mouths and uh, another where uh, an oyster is eaten in a very lascivious manner. But it's actually, uh, it's actually a show about a guy trying to become the best at making ramen. Uh. Also, a
3: scene where someone in the opening beats up viciously another dude for eating popcorn
0: too loudly. Yes,
5: yes. That's the trials of making good ramen, Gordon. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Step one.
0: All right. Are you ready for your next image? Yeah. Panelists, what the hell is this? Evan. Bukaki. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte. When the moon is
4: eye like a big of pie, that's more
5: Very good. Thanks. Apollo thirteen two, the moon
0: fights back. <laughs>
3: yes, Gordon. Mrs. Doubtfire
0: in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There is a startling similarity. Uh, I guess great simon... Sim- I guess great cinema. Do
3: you want to get it clean? Let's assume.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: there is a startling similarity. I guess great c- cinema. I guess Kristen Cinema <laughs> lets herself be known. All right, that's that's fine. <laughs> any other any other opinions? Tons, but none about this image. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, So this is from uh, Journey journey to the Moon, Le Voyage dans la Lune, by Georges Méliès in uh, 1902. It's one of the first movies to use significant special effects, uh, which is used for the space flight, among other things, and of course, uh, landing the moon uh, in his eye. No, not landing the moon in his eye, landing a rocket in his eye, a pocket rocket in his eye. I don't know. I'm tired. Yeah. (laughs) All right, thank you, guys. We're going to move on to the next image. (laughs) Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this?
6: I'm (laughs) going to, like, give it away, because this is the actual movie it's from. I know it. Donnie Darko.
5: (laughs) Chris. A Wes Anderson character off the clock. (laughs) Very true.
4: Charlotte. An outtake from Peter Rabbit.
0: Uh,
3: (laughs) The Polish who framed Roger Rabbit. (laughs) The world's most bullyable child. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> that's uh, that's probably true. Yeah. Evan? I think he forgot his cell
2: phone so he's just finding a way to pass the time. Um,
1: <laughs> just doing
2: his thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is just Polish angry birds. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's very funny. Uh, okay. So uh, this is of course uh, proof that Bob's Burgers is way sadder in real life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this is also uh, a very famous uh, bit of the movie Gummo by Harmony Korine. Uh, um, he keeps
4: right. moaning.
0: <laughs> Every time I remember a movie, I calm a little. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the right show. You should see the moon later. Okay, <laughs> moving on to our final image. Panelists, I ask you, what the hell is this?
1: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Whoa! Evan. Uh, Someone that needs to go see
5: a doctor. (laughs) Chris. A thousand and one ways you can have fun
3: with gonorrhea. Yeah. (laughs) Gordon. The coolest defense against the dark arts teacher ever.
0: (laughs) You're on fire, (laughs) dude.
3: That's
5: so
1: funny. What? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> I could I could honestly look at this
4: forever.
1: Oh, okay. If the
3: rest of the show is just us staring at this. I'm sliding hypnotic. out of
4: my
1: chair.
5: <laughs> this is the new P90X workout, I've seen it.
6: I have no idea what this from what this is from, but I hope it's also on Pornhub, because I'm curious. <laughs>
0: It was actually a little hard to find.
6: Look at how happy he looks.
0: Like. <laughs> he does. He's very pleased. The with The
4: eyebrows up.
0: I'm surprised he still has eyebrows. Honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you know, sometimes you hit yourself in the face. It's inevitable. Okay. Where do,
3: Is this the scene just before Freddy Krueger becomes a burn victim? <laughs> <laughs> Where do we even go from?
0: Here? <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is uh, this is uh, again what happens if you don't watch the sex toys uh, before you share them. Uh, this is from the movie Taxidermia, uh, a Hungarian comedy by Gyurgy Palfi uh, that has a lot of very very strange and disturbing things in it. But Do it this is play in theaters? <laughs> it played in theaters in Hungary. In Hungary,
1: hung- in Hungary. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anything I, goes I, in Hungary. I think.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. That was it for what the hell is this? We're going to move on. We're going to move on to the next section of our game, which is another pop quiz. All right. The first question, the category is No Name Spaghetti. <laughs> Sergio Leone's famous dollars trilogy of spaghetti westerns consists of a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and what? Charlotte. Runaway
6: inflation. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> we can trace this all back <laughs> to 1964. Jesse.
6: Uh, slumdog Millionaire?
0: Yeah.
3: Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie yeah
0: the the numbers keep going up don't they? Charlotte was right Evan
2: for just a dollar a day you can save a child's life (laughs)
5: Chris fist me for a
2: few dollars more
0: All right, anyone else? No, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted after the fisting. <laughs> uh, so the uh, real answer is uh, Tim's Cup of Toonies, uh, although that was more of a, more of a craft dinner Western, spaghetti Western. Uh, no, it was uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, moving on to the next question. The category is The Butler Did It. One of the most iconic lines from Gone with the Wind was nearly cut from the film due to profanity. What was it? Chris, Jesus fucking Christ! It's windy here.
2: <laughs> Evan, I say, sir, you can go straight to H E double hockey stick.
0: That's true. Uh, all mention, all mention of hockey was forbidden by the Hays Code until 1968. <laughs> it was a weird, it was a weird time in Hollywood back then. Jesse.
6: Pretty sure the line is, uh, I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane.
0: That's true. English motherfucker, do you speak it?
1: Yeah.
2: It's like planes
0: were around for
2: that much long, like, were around much then, so getting snakes on them for, yeah, it would have been bad.
0: Yeah, it would have been bad. It would have
2: been bad.
1: That was just We Logistically, a, trip a there. nightmare, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Evan, like, you've got to ring in before you say stuff like that. <laughs>
0: Like have you seen the picture on Twitter of the of the plane with all the red dots? Those are all snake holes. It was really bad. It was really bad. All right. (laughs) Anyone else? Yes, Gordon.
3: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a cum. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Robin Williams begs to differ, I think.
6: Gordon, Gordon, you always give a cum.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the
3: guy in that movie didn't. (laughs) Didn't give a single cum. All
0: right, all right. Thank you, guys. Uh, So, (laughs) uh, The correct answer is, uh, of course, uh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, spoken by uh, Rhett Butler to Scarlett at the end of the movie. Uh, But uh, fun fact, they did have to cut the N-word 65 times (laughs) (laughs) because it appeared that many times. Times in the book. All right.
3: And they had to give someone an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, and
0: they had to give someone an Oscar. All right. Moving on to the next question. The category is Leo's Rising Star. Leonardo DiCaprio did what for the first time in 2016? Charlotte? Dump a woman for turning 25. For the first time. For oh, the first I'm so time. sorry.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chris? Uh, deciding to rock a man bun. That's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He spelled his name right.
0: That's uh, probably still not true, actually. As someone who speaks Italian, I find it very weird that it's written this way. I thought it was wrong. How how should it be spelled? Yeah,
4: what? It it would be
0: two words. It would be D-I lowercase Space. space caprio. Yes, Chris.
5: Uh, he got mad at climate change for the first time in 2006. Yeah. He didn't like that.
0: 2016, so he was a little late to the party, but yes. we're still glad to have him. We're still glad to have him.
4: <laughs> Ten years after an inconvenient truth. Yeah. That was his time.
3: <laughs> it was inconvenient. He had to wait till it was a convenient <laughs> one.
0: He was late to climate change, but he was early to the man bun. So yeah. it all he was early to all
3: end. those not-yet-adults. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know, cut, the, cut that, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, get a clean uh-huh.
3: take. Yeah, should we get that clean?
0: <laughs> I don't think I you don't can do a that. clean take of this show. All right. Uh, so the real answer is that he uh, finally won his first Oscar for acting in the film *Revenant* after five nominations. That's Depends odd. Fun fact: It came by uh, carrier pigeon. It came by carrier pigeon. It's true. I don't know why they're still doing that. You'd think with email and everything. Sir, right. that was a callback.
4: The carrier pigeon joke. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. um, You should be
3: peeing right now. That was so funny.
0: (laughs) Moving on to the next question. The category is Tears Will Fall. While filming Stand By Me, how did director Rob Reiner get child actors Will Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell to cry on camera?
3: Gordon. He showed them an actual dead body.
0: (laughs) Chris?
5: He told him the shark in Jaws was real, and that he had it on speed dial.
0: Yeah, my brother did that to me with a pirate named Bob. You think I would have figured it out that pirates weren't just named Bob? <laughs> that's a
3: little—that's a little racist.
0: I was.
5: The pirate's name is Robert, obviously. Yeah, but I was—I
0: was death. Let's take it back. <laughs> I was deathly afraid of the pirate Bob who lived in his closet. <laughs> I was four. It was, it's okay, <laughs> Jesse.
6: Uh, he told them that their parents were getting divorced specifically because they were so bad at acting. Yeah,
0: yeah, Charlotte.
4: He told them that he ate all of their Halloween candy to send <laughs> it to Jimmy Kimmel.
0: <laughs> Good.
3: He took them to the future and showed them their IMDb page.
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> poor Will Wheaton.
3: If you guys
5: don't act, one of you is gonna be the body. <laughs>
1: he Charlotte. took
4: them to the future. Full stop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. The, uh, the real answer is that uh, actually pretty close to what uh, Jesse said. He basically told them that they were doing a terrible job on the movie and screamed at them until they broke down crying. Good old Rob Reiner. Ugh. That's
3: so opposite my
0: image of him. Really? <laughs>
3: You're shit! <laughs> yeah, just like I picture him as like the, the nice guy at the beginning of Spinal Tap.
6: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Gordon, everything in movies you've ever known is fake. <laughs> what? <laughs> Even aren't porn? you an actor? <laughs> Dinosaurs aren't
4: around. <laughs>
0: All right, thank you. Uh, we're going to move on to the next question. The category is "Who's the Boss?" In *The Devil Wears Prada*, Meryl Streep plays Miranda Priestly, a demanding, inhumane, and out of touch executive. Based on what notoriously cold and imperious real life figure?
2: Richard Simmons.
0: <laughs> it's true though. He tells you to sweat you 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 just ask how hard. <laughs> Chris. A- Ellen. Yes. My my mother worked on the Ellen show and it is all true. It is 100% all true. They were not allowed to look her in the eyes. I you would get dance. in trouble. Yeah, it was all true. And it was like that for years. Gordon.
3: Dan Donnelly.
0: <laughs> I only wear Balenciaga but you've uh, earned yourself a few hours in the chokey later.
3: Oh, oh, <laughs> oh cuck me. So
6: hot. So hot. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this, can we just rename the pod, this episode
0: like a million ways to say cuck me, like a different <laughs> intonation? The, the night, night of not.
4: a thousand cuck me's. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think that you could do well with a podcast just called Cuck Me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be a video podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it would just be on Pornhub. But... Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: To be real I don't have the body for it.
0: <laughs> no, well you don't have to cuz you're the guy sitting on the bed next no, to them.
1: Yeah.
3: I've never seen porn.
1: You're fully
0: <laughs> you're fully clothed totally looking nervous. distressed but also kind of turned on. Well, the more attractive guy.
4: Like this, like this,
6: like this. Like, oh, no. (laughs) Don't fuck my wife. no. Stop.
4: (laughs) No, stop. All
0: right. Thank you, guys. Uh, So the correct answer. (laughs) So the correct answer is Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour is the correct answer. (laughs) Moving on to the next question. The category is doing legitimate business. The 1974 television premiere of The Godfather reportedly led to what disastrous consequences for New York City? Chris.
5: A dramatic shortage of pomade.
3: <laughs> yes. Italians thinking they're actually cool.
0: <laughs> That's true, but it's a side effect of chronic pomade toxicity.
2: <laughs> Evan. It was the collapse of the pillow mint industry because like, hotels are now putting horses' heads on pillows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it was sad. A lot of people worked I don't know in that. Who knew? A lot of people worked in the pillow mint industry. It was sad when the horse heads took over. Sorry. Caused a crash. It's hard times for everybody, especially the horses. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Gordon.
3: Eventually,
2: The Godfather 3.
0: <laughs> That's for the movie nerds out there. Evan.
2: A lot of people stole TV so that they could watch it.
0: <laughs> That's probably true in 1973 in New York and 1974 in New York. All right. Uh, so the correct answer is actually that there was serious sewage overflow from all of the toilets in the city flushing at the same time when the, uh, when the movie ended. This was uh, two days in a row. Because it was so long?
2: Yeah. So they aired it in two parts. And they were so hydrated. I got it. Wait, could they not have watched it on their phone back then? Or
3: on the toilet? No? No. They watched it on their planes.
0: That callback sucks. (laughs) Did I get that clean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. We're uh, going to move on to the next question. The category is fine hosiery. Strange Brew, featuring SCTV's Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis in their fan-favorite roles as Bob and Doug McKenzie, was loosely based on what Shakespeare play? Charlotte.
4: The Merry Wives of Windsor, Ontario.
0: (laughs) Correct.
3: (laughs) Gordon. Two gentlemen of Kelowna. Yes. <laughs> Chris. Uh, the Taming of the Brew.
0: Yes. <laughs> Jesse.
6: I was like, I do have an answer. Uh, I think it's called A Midsummer Night at the Cottage.
0: <laughs> Very good. Uh, no, the, uh, the uh, actual answer is, uh, of course, All's Well That Ends with a Beer and a Dart Behind the Shed, Bud. But uh, also, Hamlet. Hamlet is the play that we yeah, were going I mean,
2: for. That explains the monologue where they're like, you know, two beers or not two beers. Yeah. You know?
0: Not even a question. No, yeah. not even a question. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. That was it for this pop quiz. Woo! So we're going to move on to the next section of the game, which is called Not Bloody Likely. And Not Bloody Likely, we give our panelists a series of unlikely or unusual situations, and they give us an idea of what might happen. Are you guys ready for your first unlikely situation? Woo! Woo! Rejected sequel pitches. Paris is Burning 2, sponsored by TD. (laughs) I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet, to be honest.
4: Twice as the sequel to Once. (laughs) Falling less slowly.
3: (laughs) Schindler's List. (laughs) P.S. This
0: time, it's a whole new list. Milk, eggs, bananas.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some gefilte fish, obviously. Yeah. yeah.
6: PCSD. yeah. Uh, the Slow and the Furious. <laughs> it is uh, Vin Diesel starting a tortoise racing underground ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good.
6: Too Fast,
4: Too Furious. They'd never make a second Fast and Furious movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, not, uh, <laughs> I was trying to get late. <laughs>
0: how does that get you laid out of curiosity?
3: East Side Story. Everyone gets along and nothing happens. Just a lot of singing in New York.
0: (laughs) That's very good. All right. uh, I think we're going to move on to the next one. Implausible Porn Parodies. Toy Story. (laughs) They don't know who's
5: guilty yet, but they know someone's being punished for being a dirty little boy. Henry Fonda presents 12 Angry Doms. (laughs)
3: A Tale of Two Cities and One Cup.
6: <laughs> Step Brothers. <laughs> we're,
0: uh, we're watching different sites, I think.
5: Gord, A Tale of Two Titties. That's what we should have...
0: T- a Tale of Two Titties. And Only two?
5: And one cup. And, what, God, and one cup. <laughs> yeah.
3: 101 Dalmatians in one cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Harry Potter? <laughs> think about it. Yeah, Let it
3: settle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but Those also. Are the best uh, what part <laughs> is the potter?
0: <laughs> you don't know what part the potter is? You really are sheltered, aren't you? The
3: male Potter's a myth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, that's not true. You can hit it if you get the right angle. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, I think. Iconic film, wrong genre.
6: Uh, Sleepless in Seattle, a horror film about night terrors. (laughs) I feel
0: like Sleepless in Seattle is already a horror film in a way. (laughs) The English Patient,
5: two, this time it's personal.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Promise me you'll cut this one, it's just for you.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's very funny. It's too bad that uh, you don't want to be—you don't want to say that in public.
4: Luckily, we got a clean take. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you spoke beautifully into the microphone.
4: Shrek as a procedural drama journalism movie where they're breaking a story about Farquad.
0: Yeah, just
4: just breaking any story about. Like it. in the
0: Washington Post offices, chain yeah. smoking cigarettes, yeah. drinking whiskey at three in the afternoon, and then they're
4: like, "Run it."
0: Yeah, <laughs> I would watch that actually.
3: Beauty and the Beast, but instead it's just taken. It's all about the
0: dad.
6: <laughs> uh, reservoir Dogs, but it's a children's film about a bunch of pups at the local pond. Oh,
0: that's so cute. One hundred <laughs> and, and one Reservoir Dogs. One, one, one cup. All right, thank you guys. We're gonna move on. Cinematic universes we don't need to see.
4: The Miramax Weinstein universe?
5: (laughs) Between the five of us, we've seen 10,000 movies and not a single clitoris. It's the cinephiles.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The expanded Jared from Subway universe. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Expanded (laughs) (laughs) is the funniest thing. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> We're going to move on. Movies that probably shouldn't be musicals. I ate his liver
6: with Farva
0: and Chianti. He's a delicious
5: man, and I'm the silence of the lambs.
6: A Quiet Place.
4: <laughs> Cats, 2019. <laughs> can, I, can I do a TV show?
0: Uh, sure.
3: Handmaid's Tale. I'm lying there, staring at the ceiling.
0: I'm lying there, trying not to feel all the things that I am feeling. Oh, God. Oh,
1: God.
0: That's very good. It felt like you had that in your back pocket for a long time.
3: I was, I, I was actually avoiding like the, the pitching that because
0: <laughs>
3: like I knew, and then anyway. All right. I have a whole musical.
0: You have a you have a sorry. You have a whole Handmaid's Tale musical. Yeah,
3: but the other one, the other song is just. But the other song is just
0: Handmaid's Tale, just another
3: Handmaid's Tale. And there's no joke, it's just that line over and over and over, and over again. <laughs> That's
0: how it started. Are they cats in this one? Is that why it's. <laughs> yeah, Judy Dench plays all of the cats. <laughs> Actually, Judy
3: Dench in Handmaid's Tale is not a bad idea. No, it
0: would be good. Yeah. As a cat, but though, As a
2: cat. definitely.
5: Gilead might be tough, but how are the people in *Handmaid's Tale* gonna navigate
0: being back in high school again? <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you guys. We're gonna move on to the last one: wildly inappropriate casting mistakes.
4: Scarlett Johansson, all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she can play anything.
5: Look, Mr. Leto, we know that you're a method actor, but we think you playing Albert in the color purple is a bit much.
3: <laughs> uh, it's pronounced Levio Shah, not Levio
0: Shah. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. That was very good.
3: Is that points?
0: Yeah, it's just me, <laughs> me cheering for you yeah, with yeah. the bell.
1: Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Woo! <Whee! laughs>
0: For the for the listeners at home, Gordon is doing a rather silly looking dance.
4: You yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry.
0: All right, then we'll end with that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and we're going to move on to the last section of our game, which is called Debate Club. In Debate Club, our panelists take on serious issues of the day and uh, argue them out, and you, the audience, get to decide <laughs> who is <has> one. <laughs> All right. So, arguing our first question, should children watch scary movies? We have Charlotte Davey and Evan Klim uh, arguing that uh, children should watch scary movies as Charlotte Davey, arguing that they should not is Evan Klim. Charlotte, you have one minute starting now. Okay.
4: When I was seven, my parents took me to see Lord of the Rings, and it was so scary. And when I was five, my parents took me to go see The Mummy, and it was so scary. And I know what this sounds like, that I have bad parents, but actually, <laughs> what I've later learned in therapy is that you should learn about yourself, so- and that's unrelated, and <laughs> you, sh- you should learn about you know yourself. And it's important to learn about what triggers you at an early age so that you know about that and you can heal from your trauma but most importantly so that you know how to make yourself cry to get out of a work event at a moment's notice
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right very good thank you uh evan you have one minute yes starting now
2: so i don't know if you folks have ever met kids you know they're the future they're creative but their brains aren't fully developed like can you expect a half-baked brain to handle like a scary movie? Like, you know, if they can't deal with learning that Santa Claus isn't real, how can you expect them to handle Krampus? <laughs> like, they just can't. Okay, like, you know, like, and what are you gonna do when your kid won't go to sleep because they're afraid that Santa's gonna break into their house and eat them? Because you can't just tell them that they have like nothing to fear or that the, that movie isn't real because those feelings are real. And if you say they aren't. That's gaslighting.
1: You, <laughs> you
2: should never gaslight a kid. That's just weird, okay? But even worse, like, what if they actually really like that movie and they want to shape their whole personality <laughs> around it, okay? It's like, because raising a kid is hard enough as it is. Just imagine being a parent to a goth child, okay? <laughs> just like defining your whole personality about liking, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas. No, thank you. No, thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> One minute exactly. Thank you, Evan. Charlotte, you have 30 seconds to respond, starting now.
4: Evan, I resent that you think so poorly of children that they can't handle a scary movie. Kids are amazing. They can do anything including becoming the next American Psycho because of a little inspiration that they got from a movie called American Psycho. Also, where do we draw the line on what's a scary movie? Sometimes you're watching a movie that you don't think is scary and then all of a sudden a paparazzi pops out of the toilet in Spice World to snap pictures of the girls while they sleep. If we start drawing the line at one movie, we have to include them all, and therefore, kids should watch anything they want. All right. To
0: Evan, which, you have 30 seconds.
2: To which I respond, I wouldn't want to show kids movies. I'd want them to read books, like Stephen King's books. If they want to learn about something that's terrifying, pick up a book, or just, like, you know, read the news. That's where the scary stuff is, right? Anyways, don't watch movies. Read, folks. Yes. All right. <laughs>
0: Thank you, LeVar Burton. <laughs> All right. Uh, now you, the audience, get, dis- get to decide. Do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> do you agree with Charlotte Davey that children should watch scary movies? Woo. Or do you agree with Evan Klim that they should not watch scary movies? <laughs> All right, Evan. <laughs> Evan, Evan wins. That's, uh, that's a point for the Breakfast Club. All right. Moving on to the next debate. The question is, is it okay to make it out during a movie? Uh, arguing in favor is Jesse Olsen. Arguing against is Gordon Hecht. Jesse, you have one minute starting now.
6: Okay. First of all, I don't even know why we're bothering to debate this because makeouts are fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, they're hot. They're free. You should really take any opportunity you can to make out with someone so if you're watching a movie with someone great date option we talked about that earlier obviously you should be giving them your attention because you could watch a movie anytime. You could watch it on Netflix later. The movie's not going anywhere, but your makeouts are not guaranteed. (laughs) So why would I ruin this amazing connection I have with someone next to me when like, the world is on fire, everyone is dying? (laughs) Obviously, you should choose to make out. You're seriously... Not going to make out with someone hot sitting beside you, you would rather ignore that person because you're so focused on the plot of Morbius? (laughs) 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 Making some fucking mistakes.
1: (laughs) All right,
0: thank you, Jesse. Gordon, you have one minute starting now.
3: The park, the subway, generally outside, in a bedroom. Perfectly silent places to make out with someone. Very much within all of our control to get to at any given point of time. When have you once been making out with someone and been like, you know what would make this better? Quentin Tarantino. There's no, <laughs> there's no world. Oh, we're adults. <laughs> we're, we can go anywhere. If, if, if the movie is good, you're missing a good movie. If the movie is bad... You could leave and not ruin your makeup with your shit fucking movie. This message has been brought to you by good and bad movies everywhere. And I don't wanna see it.
0: <laughs> you grossos, the end. Alright. Thank you, Gordon. Jesse you have thirty seconds to respond.
6: Okay, two things. First of all, Gordon's opinion of this doesn't really matter because he's married, so they probably don't even make out anymore. <laughs> I know my husband and I stopped doing that, and that's why we got divorced. Um, also, I understand the, <laughs> I understand the whole you, we don't need Quintanilla here for this, blah blah blah, whatever. listen. If I'm watching a movie with a hot Ryan Gosling and I can make out with someone that is the closest to a threesome I'm going to get with him. So let me be.: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Thank you, Jesse. Gordon, you have the last words, starting now.
3: You're watching a movie with Ryan Gosling in it. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> Why? you Just watch, watching him is the closest any of us are getting to making out with him, probably. You know? And look, nothing makes the hot Ryan Gosling you're with look less like Ryan Gosling than seeing actual Ryan Gosling. Um, also, it's gross that you're making out to Larson the Real Girl. I think that that's supremely problematic and will not age well when this podcast airs. Good night.
0: All right. Thank you, Gordon. All right. Now you, the audience, get to decide. Do you agree with Jesse Olsen that it is okay to make out during a movie? Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: that was awesome. Please,
0: please be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> or do you agree with Gordon Heck that it is not okay to make out during a movie? <laughs> Alright. Alright, makeouts makeouts win. That is that's another point for the Breakfast Club.
6: <laughs> and yeah Gordon, whatever you square. <laughs> and
0: Gordon storms off the stage. Alright.
3: I can't handle not winning. I've been giving everything my entire life. <laughs>
0: All right, and our last debate. Uh, The proposition is no movie should be more than 90 minutes long. Arguing in favor is Chris Smith, and arguing against will be me, replacing uh, someone who didn't show up today, because they are terrible. All right, I'm going to go first in this
5: instance, and I just want to make it like very clear that there is no rhyme or reason why any movie should be longer than 90 minutes, because quite frankly, it just gives directors all the credence in the world to do dumb shit that we don't need to see, okay? <laughs> building tension, you're building boredom, okay? That is what you're doing with me at this point, and I don't really appreciate it. Here are some movie scenes that you know we will never have to see again if every movie is cut down to at least, at most, 90 minutes. <laughs> Two men in black and white laughing about nonsense in a lighthouse for seven minutes. (laughs) Vin Diesel being forced to do a monologue about family as opposed (laughs) to just driving vehicles. And a continuous shot of someone just floating through space for 11 minutes for no reason than for them to let us know that they are in space. All of these are real shots, and you all know exactly what movies I'm talking about. It's the sign of a good director that they can create a film within a reasonable time. Maybe I'd be able to figure out Lawrence of Arabia was if I didn't have to start it at 2.30 in the afternoon to get to bed at a reasonable hour. I swear to God, if I didn't bring any like, snacks or anything at the start of Gandhi, by the end of the movie, I'd weigh as much as
0: he did. All right, thank you. Thank you, Chris.
3: I love Lawrence of Arabia. Take back. Uh, yeah,
0: arguing arguing against will be me. Uh, I have one minute starting uh, now. First of all, there are many wonderful things about Lawrence of Arabia. One of them is the score, and if we cut that movie down, obviously some of the mu- music would disappear. Thing number one. Thing number two. <laughs> The movie was already so jam-packed with good content that not a single woman had a speaking role. It needed to be longer. It needed to be longer. I don't know what you're talking about. Here's the thing. Artistry takes time. Time. And it takes money. And we have crews that need to be paid money so they can eat. So the longer the movie is, the more the crew gets to work, the more they get to eat at home. This is a pro-union thing, honestly, at the end of the day. And second of all, (laughs) third of all, movies are the inferior art form compared to television. And what is the difference between television and movies? Television takes a long fucking time. You're watching that for 15 hours. Movies don't give you three weeks of your life completely disappeared. (laughs) But they could, if only, if only they were longer. All right, thank you. All right, Chris, you
5: have 30 seconds to respond to me. Well, I have been previously attacked for my union beliefs, but here's another (laughs) thing that I am looking to kind of reach out to, and that is people in the small bladder community, okay? (laughs) What am I supposed to do at Ben-Hur when it is 3 hours and 15 minutes and I've got to pee by minute 46? You better believe that we're at least missing something. You know, with television, I feel at least like every 50 minutes I can take a break. But with these, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with myself. Just not drink water for three hours. I'm a human being. I'm not a lizard.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I get the last word, apparently. All right. If you're watching Ben-Hur and your dick isn't already out, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Sorry, that's really all I prepared. That's really all I prepared. No, no, no. No, but listen. When you go to the movie theater, you're paying for their time. You're you're renting out a bit of Toronto real estate. And what do we want except cheaper Toronto real estate? So the longer the movie is, the longer we get to occupy that space, all of a sudden we've solved the housing crisis. All right, thank you guys. All right, uh, and now you, the audience, get to decide. Do you agree with Chris Smith that movies should not be more than ninety minutes long, <laughs> or do you agree? Do you agree with me, who may also be paying you later, that <laughs> that uh, movies should be more than ninety minutes long? Yeah, power to the <laughs> power to. Power to all of us okay thank you guys and uh, now that we've come to the end of our show we uh, get to decide who takes it home overall uh, so the time bandits were running at, uh, at a deficit today they were uh, they were one person down but they still were up to the task and covered their uh, I'm going to make this though, more articulate even than this we
3: were cooked, we still came yes
0: out on top. even though you were cucked, you still came out on top. So uh, f- just for that, I'm awarding the Time Bandits uh, today's prize of nothing. Congratulations, Yay! you win the game. Let's do the cool arm loss thing that they do in the NBA. I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, this, the NBA. <laughs> this has been Comedy Game Showdown. This month's theme was movie magic. I'm your host, Dan Donnelly. Uh, this episode was starring Gordon Hex, Charlotte Davey, Chris Smith, Jesse Olson, and Evan Klim. Next episode is Musicology, all about music. July 25th, 8 o'clock here at the Social Capital. Follow our Patreon. It's the best way to get cheap tickets to the show. And uh, follow us on social media and a scotch egg because we're going somewhere. I'm Not sure where. And we're a little drunk. But we'll we'll get there one day. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys and good night.